0: So I've, I've got the name. Oh, yes. I was going to go Beverly as a first name for a man, but I'm going to reserve that for another character some other time. Beverly Hills. <laughs> I was thinking more from the rivals, as it happens. But Captain Beverly, absolute. But uh, I, think, I think I need to be more of a sort of Captain Absolute character. But I'd like to present to you Dr. Henry Carragmuir. Wow. Good luck, everyone. Dr. Henry Carragmuir. Uh, Carragmuir. Which, which means known of the sea. Do we know each other? I can't remember how we
1: left it.
2: Well, this is the first thing I was going to ask: is a, how do you all know Robert, Robert Thompson, and b, do you do any of you know each other?
1: I know him um, through the alumni network of Oster College. Oh, that's Ochester. You, you might know it as Odchester College. Oster, Odchester. Oster. Love it. I was there on a choral scholarship. You may remember. So you'll know me then. So
3: I might know you. I I definitely taught a bit of choir. At ah. What's the uh,
2: What's the age difference between you guys?
3: I'm seventy two. And I'm
1: f- forty eight. So when I was there, so I, I I left thirty years ago. So you would have been se- seven. Sorry, you're seventy two. You would have been forty two. So yeah, you might have been teaching there. So I think I was put in touch with. Uh, Robert Thompson via this alumni network because he was someone with uh, who it was suggested that I might be able to offer some guidance to him in terms of studying the natural world and we became almost like pen pals that m- that makes a lot of sense uh, just exchanging letters on findings I would tell him if I found a particularly interesting dormouse oh gonna
3: Boring Peregrine
2: because this.
1: <laughs> and he's a, he's a geologist, right? Yes, he is, yeah. So he'd tell me if he found a, a, an, an ammonite, a particularly large ammonite or um, anything like that. I think it was that, on that, that kind of exchange.
2: It makes sense as well, because he was probably referred to you to maybe curb his more enthusiastic spirits. I mean, he was thought of as quite brilliant at school, those of you who know him will know. Um but since then, although he's still respected as a geologist, he travels a lot and he's very flighty. He sort of gets excited by one area, then another, and never sort of seems to stay in one place long enough to become a master of <laughs> the, the knowledge that might be there. Oh, well, I probably lived sort of vicariously through him to a certain extent. Well, how about the rest of you? How do you know him? So, Lady Helen, you...
3: Well, I don't like to talk about it, <laughs> but... Um... Just between friends. Robert was a very capable student and would often come round for crumpets on a, on a Tuesday afternoon when he had free periods. This was when he was in the upper school. One of the leaving boys and uh, he was trying to get into uh, Cambridge and I was tutoring him on some of the entry exams. I've studied them myself as I'm a great campaigner for uh, women's ed- uh, access to higher education. Anyway, one thing led to another. I um, I can only say that I gave him a, a full and thorough uh, extracurricular education. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, he reminded me always of a young Tompkin, that's my husband, um, before he died. He died taken from us too young and too far away in a country where they never learned how to speak English.
2: which country would that be?
3: Oh I don't know some far-off place he did point it out on a map once and I Wales it was called. <laughs> awful shape it was um, I didn't care for the shape of it at all. It looked very hot and dry and it makes one wonder what what uh, what the government is doing trying to empire build in these sand pits when there's plenty to be done at home. Look at the state of Cornwall. (laughs) Quite so. The roads are useless.
2: Love it. Love it.
3: Anyway, that's how I know Robert, but I keep that on the DL.
2: (laughs) Of course. Of course. (laughs) So, Dr. Henry Caragmuir how uh, how do you know, Robert? I believe that
0: we were. Uh, I think we we studied together because we are we are of an age. Uh, I'm I'm 38, um, and I believe he's around that age. So I grew, I um I was born actually in Annec. Uh, I was born an Englishman, much to my shame. Um, and then I lived the the next 20 years of my life. Uh, in a a place called Freakham, just above Dundee, uh, where the the, the fish could be smoked uh, and you'd smell it all day, uh, uh, if not indeed for two days long, and then you'd have a day off and then they'd start all over again. Um, But uh, Thompson, Bob Thompson and I, were were pals and then we lost our way a bit. Um, I was short of a penny or two and I took an engineering... um, well, I took, a, I took an associative uh, position to complete my doctorate for, um, and I went out to um, the Sudan and I served with the British Army and his was a very different uh, path to that. And I, I learned something about the world, but I was back in touch with him when I came back. Um, I myself am not married and I have a reputation with the ladies. Uh, I, and I can't remember what Bob's reputation with ladies is now. Uh, did he marry
2: ever? He didn't know. No, he was a bit of um. There were rumours because he travelled so much, um, and I don't think he ever did anything to put down those rumours. Although, how true they were, who's to say? Sounds sounds about right. But
0: he knows my deep love and fascination of the uh, the East Coast, and I will include the whole of the East Coast, not just Scotland. Hmm. Uh, obviously, it's much better up there, but um, I'll, I'll admit that there are patches along the way.
2: When we're, we're not so far as Norfolk
0: gone. Actually, I'm quite interested in Norfolk. Oh, really? More, oh, so, really? In, more so in Suffolk, actually. But...
2: That's one of the patches, is it?
0: Yeah, but not the Wash. I mean, who the hell is interested in the Wash?
2: Oh, yeah, well, um, certain kings. Anyway, I mean...
0: Do they ever hold it back? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: how does that sound? Irritating? Uh, perfect. Yeah, uh, utterly. No, no. no. <laughs> Brilliant.
0: My job's done. So,
2: um, you you will receive these postcards wherever you're staying. It looks almost as if it's been sort of soaked in water or hit by damp and then dried out. And you know, you can only imagine these uh, northern towns. Um, Doctor Henry excluded from this being a uh, rainy pits of uh, misery. But um, here, uh, here is the message, which. Um, It's pretty much an identical message you all received. Should one of us read it? Go for it. I will read it as um, Peregrine McCutcheon.
1: Thank God. (laughs) What a relief. Had enough from Dan. Dearest friend, I hope you will forgive me the eon of time since we last spoke. I am terrible with these things, as you know. Fear not, as we shall soon have the pleasure of meeting face to face once again. Your expertise will also be a huge boon as I believe I have uncovered something of immense import. Friend of mine, you will simply die when you hear and see, but no more for now. Is there any chance you can meet me in Robin Hood's Bay at your earliest convenience? In all truth, this is something you must see for yourself, and I need your expert eyes to ensure mine are not fooling me. Danger of exaggeration? Moi? (laughs) That's very Robert. I am staying at the Boggle Hole Guesthouse. Awake to your speedy arrival. You will thank
3: me, I promise. Robert Thompson. The Boggle Hole Guesthouse sounds like an utterly awful place to stay. What, do you, have you ever been to Robin Hood's Bay? Well, no, milady,
2: but I could, um, I could make inquiries, of course. The Apocalypse Players present A Residence at the Bay A Call of Cthulhu 7th edition scenario Written by Dan and In the style of M.R. James With Joseph Chance As Dr. Henry Carrigmuir How do you know Robert? Um, Well of course much to his irritation I still call him Bob Dan Wheeler As Reverend Peregrine McCutcheon You'd get exciting cards back from Egypt or somewhere. Well, I'd be more, more interested in the North African storks. Dominic Allen as Lady Helen Marjorie Barmia Potts. It's little Robbie Thompson. Oh, dear.
3: Prepare the horses. Uh, of course. Judas, I presume. Judas and his chariot. Chariot, his chariot.
2: And Dana McAleer as the keeper of Arcane Lore, Part One Fair Winds and Following Seas. The years nineteen hundred. Um, having set out from, uh, well, by train from the, the sun-drenched city of York early that same morning, uh, the players have traversed the, the sort of brown-green fields and yellowing gorse of the North York moors. Um, the skies have subsequently darkened. Ruined dry stone walls, dilapidated huts and tangled shepherd's tracks are glimpsed through the oppressive drizzle. Um, your destination is Whitby, the land of Bram Stoker's Dracula which was only published three years ago. Um, so you may not have read it. it wasn't a hit instantly. Uh, but subsequently, you're headed for the Boggle Hole Guesthouse around one mile south of Robin Hood's Bay. Um, you're all en route because you've received a postcard from... Robert Thompson, a Cambridge man, geologist and constant traveller. He's always been an enthusiastic student and a likeable colleague, if somewhat eccentric. Um, he seems to have uncovered something extraordinary and wishes for your expertise in following up his most recent theories. His message seemed urgent enough to commit you to setting off straight away, regardless of your professional duties, and you find yourselves in the early morning light, paving stones shining fish carts abound queuing for the next carriage from Whitby train station to Robin Hood's Bay and there you are um those of you who know each other may well um sort of bump into each other as you you leave the station uh those who don't obviously not so much but um do you think uh Lady Helen and uh Reverend Peregrine do you think you you clock each other uh
3: He might clock me. I'm probably oblivious.
2: Excellent. So you're you're sort of sat outside the station, an impatient look on your face. Um, Is your horse with you?
3: Well, Um, you know, I'm not as young as I was. So nowadays, I I don't really um, ride for... uh, uh, Pleasure. No, I do ride for pleasure. Oh. I don't ride for um, practical reasons. I like to ride slowly, uh, leisurely. So, normally one would take um, a, 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 an ostler with one, but. Mm. Um,
2: All the ostlers were out of town, unfortunately. Flew south for the winter.
3: <laughs> I can't possibly look after a horse myself, I'm too old. So I shall have to um, leave Jude. I left. I've left Judas back at Oster, uh, but I will be saying to someone: Listen, when I get to Robin Hood's Bay, is there someone I can hire a horse from? A good horse, not a fast one, not a wild one.
2: I'm Well, oh, there'll there'll be someone up there. Um, outskirts of the town before you get down to the uh, the village is steep down there. But um, yeah, farmer. An uh,
3: old and fat horse like me would be good.
2: Oh, there's plenty of those about. Don't you worry.
3: Don't smirk at uh, me. <laughs>
2: sorry, sorry, madam.
1: Um, would I... Just excuse me. How would I have referred to you when I knew you as a student, oh. Lady Helen? Would, um, would it would I have called you, like, Miss Miss Potts, or would it have been Lady... Lady Helen? Like, how would I have referred to you?
3: Oh, oh, well, there's a rule, you see. Because my formal name is Lady Helen... I know that if I know if I've never met someone before, because they'll call me Helen, which is a which is a strumpet's name, one I don't use. <laughs> now, if I've met them on a formal occasion, I will have introduced myself as Marjorie, and so you might call me Lady Marjorie. That would be very acceptable for students. So I would know that I know you, but in a formal capacity. Informal confidants and intimates know me as Barmia. Barmia.
2: <laughs> Anyone who knows you really well reverts to calling you Helen, of course.
3: <laughs> yes, they pretend they've never
1: met me. I love the fact that your name gradually gets madder, Lady <laughs>
2: Helen, <laughs> Marjorie, Barmia, Potts. <laughs> Potts was my husband. I'm glad you said Barmia because I was I was reading it as pajama. So like pajamas. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Well, uh, thank you for that R- reminder. Of course, I knew that. So I, I think I overhear this voice. This it's. The, I think it's you not, do. It's not the image. It's the voice. It's. Uh, it's the voice you know in it, the boys in the dorm used to always do impressions of lady <laughs> lady margery so this voice is seared in my memory and you know we were all, we were all quite fond of her she was um completely harmless
2: in yeah. fact you probably turn around half expecting to see robert doing an impression of her uh, is, that <laughs> sort of, uh, yeah. is that sort of is that sort of exaggerated yeah um, i
3: know that they all called me marmalade
2: <laughs> marmalade
3: and i do i do it <laughs>
2: Lady
1: Marmalade. i do a double tape, and I say, um, Lady Marjorie.
3: Oh. oh! it's, um... Peregrine. Oh, uh, Peregrine. Uh, Peregrine, yes. Peregrine McCutcheon. I remember, yes. yes. Oh, I,
1: I would forgive you if you didn't remember me. It was an awfully long time ago, but...
3: No, I may have aged terribly and become incredibly uh As you see me now, but my mind is as sharp as ever you, you 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 look
1: just the same as you
3: did thirty
1: years ago you You might remember I was one of How your... dare <laughs> you dare <laughs> you uh, more beautiful uh, more distinguished <laughs> you might remember me as one of your choral scholars, perhaps
3: oh yes, yes, no, I do remember, yes, very good, very good and uh, do you 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 well you you're here to see Robert as well, are you?
1: I am indeed. I, uh, I, what a coincidence. Well, are you dressed as a, a vicar? Uh, yes, uh, but, like, you know, con- country parson, so, like, it's... I mean, it's not an extravagant... But
3: well, you've got uh, a dog collar on. Yeah. Well, she she takes you by the hand and says, I see you've, you've taken to the faith. It's very good to see that you're not, you know, oh, like so many from your year... Ended up working in the city or for the whatever the company's called now. What is the company called now? (sighs) East India. The East India Company. Is it still called the East India Uh, Company? I'm not sure. Be
1: be honest, Lady Marjorie, I I don't really keep up with that. Past ten years or so, I've hardly left my parish, but uh, uh, this this, uh, postcard from if you received the same message I did, it was. uh, um, intriguing and uh,
3: yes. Did you get the same picture? Because the picture I got really nearly put me off altogether. <laughs> look. I, I know what you mean. And I, I look at her
1: postcard and uh, and I, I decide against showing her my postcard <laughs> because far far more decrepit. What a drab pit of despair. Yes, it's uh, it's um, quite well. It's uh, rural
2: there to say to say the least.
3: Ooh. I've seen Rural, <laughs> I've been to Sussex.
2: Is it fair to say that, um, Dr Henry, as you pass by, you hear, I think, for the sake of expediency, <laughs> even more than storytelling, you perhaps hear, did you get that postcard from Robert? And you see these two people comparing, well, one of them sort of showing the picture and saying, uh, you know, you, you recognise it. Whether or not you, uh, you engage with them is up to you, but um, I think it's fair to say you you notice a coincidence there. It, it could well be that you've you recognise them from some social or some you know um, gathering.
0: There, there was that fundraiser, wasn't there? Mm, There was for the odd fellows. The um,
2: the elephants of. Uh,
0: oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> or <it>? Bangladesh, yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: Sydney Wagner, I think, was there. Leading that particular drive
0: the, the Christian the Christian elephants of Bangladesh um, yes uh, no doubt um, and and I wonder if I, I might have seen uh, old Jammy Fingers Pots, as we used to call her, um, <laughs> across the room for the very first time and and mm. maybe needed a couple of brandies to get over the fact, and then I, I may well have been introduced to the Reverend McCutcheon.
2: I think yeah, it's possible you you sort of shook hands and were introduced briefly. It's probably unlikely you spent a huge amount of time together, but it might be one of those things where you just recognise a face.
0: Yeah, and maybe, but maybe I knew that Robert knew him better than I did, and and I, yeah. I, I don't think he's aware of any connection with uh, Lady Helen. So, uh, I think uh, as I'm as I'm walking down the um, the platform, uh, mm. and my head's thrown back. I've got quite a leonine head of hair, but it's very very dark. I've got a full dark beard. And I'm carrying a um, a dirty suitcase. Well, not even a suitcase, like a like an expanded dirty doctor's bag, leather. Okay, it's like special ops. And I've got mud on my knees, and I'm wearing boots, uh, and uh, I'm quite tall, and and I'll, str- I'll stride down like special ops, um, <laughs> with a trowel in my pocket. No, not quite as not quite as ridiculous <laughs> as that. Um, but he he for- he forgoes a cane of any kind. Uh, but as he always carries a, a hip flask. And um, I think he slows down as he passes them and he just... I think he fabricates a reason to light uh, his pipe at that point, to stop and just listen.
2: In which case I think um, maybe you'll catch the end of that conversation which uh, was last happening, where you sort of hear them saying, you know... Oh, you've got one from Robert as well. You're here to see the same person. Oh, uh, oh, uh, this picture almost put me off. You know, all all that stuff. And I think um, two and two make five in your head, which is correct for once. And um, whether or not you uh, comment on that or introduce yourself is up to you. But uh, either way, I'd say that uh, Peregrine and uh, Lady Helen are making their way out towards slowly towards the carriage stand.
3: I'm probably remonstrating with a young man who's been forced to carry my luggage. Be careful with that, it's a rifle. It's a Lee Enfield. Oh, fucking hell. Yes, I'm Uh, hoping to get some time to shoot while I'm out here.
2: Right, yeah, well, there's, uh, well, there's some up on the, uh, the moors. Not much for rabbits and, uh, hares and such, but there's, I'm uh, sorry,
3: I can't understand a word you're saying. (laughs) All Just right, don't man. drop it, young man, and you'll, you'll get a shilling.
2: He um, zips his mouth and continues carrying his bags.
3: What a curious uh, appendage you have on your lips.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those body modders. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I think Henry um, pauses a while. I, I said he, he in no way would take a cane, but of course he would take a sturdy umbrella. Uh, so mm. i think he does he's tucked an umbrella under his arm and pipe. Uh, he's
2: he's lighting his pipe, lighting his pipe as enters. he sort of lingers and he's listening yeah. to
0: this exchange between uh, lady helen and the uh and and the bag boy uh, and is it far from the is it far from the from where the bag's been dropped to the
2: to the carriages it's literally it's just outside it's um you know you're almost at the end of the platform now and you can see the, la- the latest carriage just leaving. Um, there weren't that many people on the train. Most of them are dispersing off to the docks and into the town, so you assume they're locals. So you, you sort of assume the next carriage can be yours.
3: I'm yeah. hobbling along on two sticks. Towards the carriage? Yes, if this boy will get a move on. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh,
2: still uh, zips closed.
1: Lady Marjorie, um, w- would you like to uh, take my arm?
3: I have my sticks.
1: Uh, of course, of course. She says, "Taking your off." <laughs> I'd like to take out my field glasses and just um, scan. Uh, so we're, we're in we're in Whitby now, right? We're still yeah. we're. Um, uh, have we got a view of the view of the the bay? From you're, here? you're
2: just you're just leaving the uh, the train station. So on your right, you can see the abbey. Yeah. Um, you can see the cliffside, uh, the church um, in front of you, the town. You can't really see the sea, but you're. Like lower down to your mm. right, you can see a bridge and the the sort of harbour. I just uh, use my field glasses to um, sort of
1: scan the scan of the roof of the church. Um, often uh, you, mm. know, you get get uh, interesting birds nesting in the in the sort of spires
2: of old church. It, it seems mainly to be herring gulls. There's a, a couple of black headed gulls. You know, you th- you think you might catch a, a whiff of a shag out towards the dock but um...
1: <laughs> chance would be a fine
0: thing <laughs> <laughs> um...
2: uh,
0: I can tell you that Henry Carrick is counting on it <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, right. but as, as you as you make your way through the archway um, you sort of sporting your field glasses and uh, Lady Helen sort of next to you on your arm with her sticks um, you uh, you realise there's no one else waiting for a carriage so you sort of take a little seat um, where the, where the the drivers and um, God the Henry walks out after you puffing his uh, pipe and I don't know if you're talking uh,
0: I think I, I think I wrap upon I use the handle of my umbrella to wrap upon the carriage and I say uh, my good man uh, excuse me within uh, did you say that you were going uh, to to Boggart's
2: hall ah well go uh, Robin's bear oh I must have misheard. Close enough.
0: Uh, Robin Hood's Bay will be just fine.
2: Uh, you couldn't get a carriage to Boggle
0: Right. It's like that, is it?
2: Well, there's just no roads.
1: I, I'm sure we can find our way from uh, Robin Hood Bay. I, 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 that would oh, be excellent. Oh, uh, It's about a mile's walk.
3: I like that a the theme of Dannon's scenarios is that the, we always encounter a. Uh, a carriage man, a, very a, early on, a life. coachman
0: or coachman. he <laughs> yeah. <who> leads us <laughs> to our doom
3: mm, with a thick <laughs> accent, <laughs> yeah. thick lo- oh, right. a thick local flavour. Yeah, right up the you got to start it off that way. Yeah, just like this crap novel I'm reading, Dracula. <laughs> Not big head or two. It's all letters.
2: Oh, you're joking, are you? I I know the bloke. He was up here five year ago. I had to ferry him between Robin Hood's Bay to Whitby to Robin Hood's Bay to Whitby again and again, pretentious type he was. Irish, I think. Oh, you can say that again. Irish and Irish again. Honestly. Excuse me,
1: uh, I... I. I I understood that your job was a carriage driver running the route between Robin Hood's Bay and Whitby. Aye,
2: and I understood your job was a man of God. Can you tell him to uh, clear up the weather a bit so we'll be less hard on the roads? Oh, I'll have a word. Only joking. Stick your stuff in the back. Um,
1: I I put my bags in the back and I, I put um, Marjorie's, Lady Marjorie's
3: bags in for her, if she'll let me. Yes, yes, yes. Get this young man uh, unloaded. Be careful with that, Peregrine. It's uh, Lee Enfield in there. <laughs> God, here we go. <laughs> Not golf clubs.
2: And the, men- and the mention of Lee Enfield, obviously, your ears prick up a bit as well, Doctor Henry. But um, you're, you're still sort of witnessing this uh, this sort of uh, gradual ascent into the carriage. You know where you're headed. You've heard where they're headed, and you've heard enough probably to know. You know, coincidences are coincidences. But uh,
0: is there enough room on the uh, in in the carriage for one more? Or would that be sort
1: of
3: squeezing? Oh, yeah.
2: too much? No, there are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they put
3: my steamer trunk on the roof.
1: I see this this sinister character lurking, who's sort of been following us. And I say, uh, "Excuse me, sir. Are you uh, you headed in the same direction as us? Would you like to share our carriage?"
0: I, b- I believe that I was going to. Um, uh, I was going to suggest the same. Uh, that would be very kind. Uh, here, I'll, I'll I'll lend a hand to put the things on the roof for you.
3: Be careful with that steamer trunk. It's a Spillsbury, They're expensive. Alright, I've
2: got it in hand, don't worry. As mm-hmm. long as it's not full of hats, he says to himself, no one hears that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same kid from ten years ago, He just graduated and moved up
0: north. Fucking he hell. says that no one hears that, but do any of us hear that?
2: <laughs> you can always do a listen roll. Okay, well, he
0: mumbles
1: very, <laughs> very quietly. He mumbles, he yeah, mumbles
0: yeah, something. I'll do, yeah, I'll do a listen roll.
3: I love, love a listen roll. <laughs> Don't we all? Oh, I really do. Bang on twenty. Yeah, lovely. I mean, I passed as well. Well, in that case, you, you do hear it. You do both hear me say,
1: as long as it's not full of hats.
3: Why would it be full of hats? I very
1: rarely wear a hat. I re- I just raise an no eyebrow. Oh, uh,
2: the reverend's not spoken out loud for so long; he's sort of forgotten how to volume adjust. So.
1: <laughs> well, it's a it's a long story. It's, it's quite a sad story, really. Maybe we'll have time um, if we take a take a stroll one day. Well, I think we're going to be sat in this carriage for a bit. Are we? <laughs> well, uh, excuse me. Uh, h- how long is the journey
3: from here to Robin Hood's Bay?
2: Oh, it's a couple of hours.
3: Oh, oh my <laughs> goodness me. I don't think I'll get much further in Draculia.
2: Well, you're I'm... welcome to walk.
3: I
1: don't like a carriage journey. No, no, that's... How dare you? That's fine, we'll, we'll make do. Yeah, what you were saying about watching the trunk as it was slung on top of the carriage, it, it's just strangely brought back some memories of uh, a similar trip I made about a decade ago with a couple of old, uh, old, oddchester boys. That's all. Nothing, really.
2: Yeah. <coughs> You you lot on board yet?
1: I think I think we're all uh, We're all safely stowed.
3: Right. Will you be making any stops? No. Well he, um, you want to press on then because two hours is really pushing it when it comes to me and my ablutions.
2: I see. Well, good to know. And he he, he really whips the horses and looks suddenly quite nervous. Oh! <laughs> Um, and you, you pull away and you sort of, um, oh my the, the carriage takes you across the bridge and you see the coast out to your left, you see the sea, you see the twin sort of, uh, the pincered sort of lighthouses, causeways. Um, on your left you, you, you pass Church Street, the famous sort of cobbled stone street you, you you think maybe you see the bottom of the 199 steps but suddenly you're up and away and um, and you're uh, you're going up. The horses are having a bit of struggle, but uh, you head up and you you pass the abbey on your left, and you're you're up in the rolling moors. Um, and uh, whilst you're up there, uh, the driver sort of shouts back, uh, "You're alright back there. Don't need me to stop on the uh, verge or anything." Uh, I, I'm I'm quite all right. Um, I was thinking Roger. more about her ladyship and her ablutions. Uh, Lady Marjorie,
0: do, do, oh, you, oh, you, oh, she looks fine to me.
2: <laughs> all right, just checking. Uh, what are you off to uh, Robin Us Bay for? Well, Spot uh, of fishing? Uh, mind your own business. Oh, all right, all right. Just try and be friendly like.
3: We're visiting an old friend.
2: Oh, I see. Very old if he lives out here, I'd imagine. How oh, do Excuse me, sir, I, I, I didn't catch your
0: name. Uh, Dr. um Henry carrick I'm an Orchester man myself, as it happens. Here, and I take out the, the postcard and I hand it over to him. Did you ever do any singing? Oh, I was, a, I was a baritone at my best, and a bass. Were you in the choir? No, no, ma'am. I mean, your ladyship. Oh, then that explains why I don't remember you. I believe, um, so, I believe I saw you at that fundraiser for the um, the Christian elephants of the, uh, of the, of the Bengal crisis. The Bangladeshi wetlands. That was the one, not Bengal. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, possibly I go to so many fundraisers for all kinds of nonsense things that make no difference. All that really matters right now is suffrage and the... Um, the elevation of the common man, that's, that's what we should concern ourselves with, not what we're doing out in Calcutta or uh, or mooching around in the Middle East. We should be focusing on home, home first, above all other, thi- all other things.
2: Agree I think, uh, uh, Peregrine, it's fair to say that at the mention of that fundraiser, that you're well aware was organised by Sydney Wagner. You do have a slight sort of... Um, twinge back to the, the train on its way to King's Lynn and the discussions he had there about his, uh, his, his thoughts on animal welfare and um I remember them well yeah um oh, it, it doesn't necessarily uh, affect you you've had a decade to sort of uh, come to terms with what happened but it's yeah. certainly a little reminder of the last time perhaps you were in a carriage full of older friends on your way to somewhere different yes um yeah um so, uh, um, Henry, did you
1: say? That's right. You mind if I call you uh, do you mind if I call you, Henry? Uh, do you
0: mind if I call you... What's your name?
1: Well, uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, Reverend Peregrine McCutcheon. Then I think I'll stick uh, to a doctor.
0: <laughs> of course. Uh, Dr Henry's fine. I'll stick to Reverend Peregrine if that's uh, what you want me to do. What should I call you? Uh,
1: Well, as an old Odchester boy, you're welcome to call me Pip, they all did back then.
3: Well, I'm Hen. I thought they called you Perry. (laughs) He sort of (laughs) seethes and says... "Uh, No, perhaps not to your face.
2: (laughs) The last two people to call me
3: Perry.
1: (laughs) Do do you know, know I can't really... I just can't really explain why that name bothers me so much. I couldn't explain ten years ago, and I still can't explain now. But, no, um, Pip, but anyway, I suppose it was always going to be evident with so few people heading up to the bay that you you would be on the same uh, expedition as us. Fascinating. Do you have any insight into what, uh, what Robbie might have been looking into? No,
0: uh, I haven't a clue. We uh, were a little bit out of touch, I'll be honest with you, but, uh, a man like him, when he asks you to come, you, you come.
1: Hmm. We've, uh, we've never actually met. We, uh, uh, I suppose, uh, correspondence. We exchange letters very frequently about shared interests, but I've never met the man. I'd be uh, curious to know what, what, what sort of impression he makes in person.
0: All right, well, I'll let him do that himself.
2: Of course. Um, as you're sort of catching up, um, could you all give me a spot hidden role? Oh
3: yes. Love to. A hard success for me. A hard success for me. And Doctor Henry? Um mm,
0: I failed by two, but I, th- I think I'll I think I'll save the luck.
2: Hmm. You're 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 too engaged with sort of uh, talking to Peregrine really. Um, Peregrine, you're you're sort of maybe you find eye contact a bit intense, um, but uh, either way, you look out. And uh, Lady Helen, you're sort of looking out the more sideway of the carriage as you sort of drift in and out of sleep. And um, you suddenly notice sort of um, two or three men stood in the field, um, and they seem to be sort of stood very stock still, yeah. facing to- facing
3: towards you. Are they dressed... How are they dressed?
2: Well, they seem quite raggedy. Um, and you, you notice as you sort of squint that, uh... None of them have... Two arms.
3: This are scarecrows?
2: And in fact, one doesn't have a head. You realise, yeah, they're scarecrows. But they're in rather... <laughs> a large amount of, uh... Disrepair. Um... For a moment, it takes you back until you realise they're just these three sort of propped figures. Obviously, you know, maybe one had a squash for a head and it's been long since pecked away. But um, either way, they strike quite a an odd image in the field, especially in the, the sunlight. Um,
3: How curious to put three scarecrows so close
2: to one another. And the, uh, the driver sort of says, uh, What's that?
3: I've told him. Once, I've told him a thousand times to mind his own business.
2: <laughs> Nothing. Driver, Dr- drive on. All right. No worries. Um, we're just coming up now. Be about five minutes.
0: Henry pulls out the shotgun and shoots the three. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 he doesn't. <laughs> no. Why would he do that? Well, exactly.
3: I could take a crack shot at them. <laughs>
2: as you sort of uh, I think the conversation tells off as you will have a moment of sort of slight uh, and then realise oh no what was I thinking it was very silly Um, um, the next five minutes sort of pass in relative silence as you sort of enter the uh, the environs of Robin Hood's Bay and um, you get to the top there's a sort of uh, what looks like a pub or a guest house there and you there's a little roundabout the equivalent of and um, the carriage driver sort of pulls around in a circle and uh, drops you off and he says, uh, right, down there, main way. It's steep and all, but, um, you know, the horses can't get back up it, so uh, I'll have to drop you off here. I'll, I'll help you get your luggage off. And he sort of hops out and starts getting the luggage off the carriage.
3: Very kind. For them to know that a horse can't get back up, that means they must have taken a horse down that's still down there.
2: <laughs> oh, there's plenty of horses still down there. Don't you worry about that. Plenty of seahorses. Anyhow, here's your bags.
1: You think she's funny? Um, I, I say, oh, very kind, and I sort of take out my uh, my little purse and I slowly sort of start to count out some coins, kind of hoping that someone else is going to pay. Because <laughs> I'm an impoverished country parson. But if they don't, I... Slowly take out a few coins until I think I've got enough to pay the guy.
3: It would be unseemly for me to pay, even though I'm clearly the wealthiest person here.
0: No, no, allow me, allow me. Oh, uh, that's very kind,
1: Doctor Henry. Don't worry,
0: I can put it. Uh, I can put it on expenses for uh, for God's oh, well. for God's house. They're they're paying for I, me I, to. Be I
1: here. I certainly can not put it on expenses,
0: of course. Well, ironically, considering my college <laughs> is called God's House and your college is called God's House. <laughs> Uh, right. But, um, yes, don't worry, I, I can take that. Um, my dear man, you, could you give me a, a chit for this?
2: Aye, of course, of course.
0: Everything has to be squared up. And by the way, there's a penny in it for you extra, if you could tell me. back there, those three scarecrows, that does seem odd. Is that the sort of thing that goes on here? I've always, <laughs> an, I've always an interest in local traditions.
2: Well, uh, there are... Uh You'd be better off asking locally. They're you know, they're a superstitious crowd around here. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't tell you otherwise. But um, is that what you're into? You into uh, ghost stories and things like that?
0: No, I'm actually I'm interested in uh, natural history.
2: Oh right, well uh, I've heard there's plenty of that around here
0: as well. The connection between the two is often similar. I think you'll find mm. that the myth of the dragon comes directly from, well the uh, the myth of that which is hidden beneath the earth and its bones turned to solid stone.
2: He tries to look interested, but you can't help but tell he's utterly bored. And he says, uh, well, is that right? Well, um, well, uh, there's plenty of natural history here as well. I've heard, pile's of natural history. Yeah. That's what you're well, here well, for. Anyway, anyway there, um,
0: there was your penny extra, thank you. Here, g- let me give you a hand with that last one.
2: When he sees the penny extra, he sort of says... Um, here, uh, if you need a lift back, um, just uh, tell them at the new inn. They'll, uh, they'll get in touch. I, I'm, I'm back and forth here anyway. I think
0: the Lady Helen will be delighted to see you back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. Hmm. Um, Simon. Oh, Henry. Simon Stevens. <laughs> nice to meet you.
0: I shake his hand. <laughs> and, and, and as I turn, I say quite loudly, Aye, it's the common man we must care for.
2: Aye. Amen. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And he hops back on the carriage and says, uh, Right, well, enjoy your time. Hope you catch some cod. Ta-da! And, uh, John's off his thing. And you're left sort of uh, at the top of what's clearly a very uh, steep descent through the town towards uh, the coast.
3: Someone will have to help me with my sticks.
2: I
1: take, a uh... Uh, Lady Marjorie's arm uh, arm again and take one of her sticks and as I do so yeah. I say to the others I say to the two of them I'm a curious man that he, he seems to say that he spends his life going back and forth between Robin Hood's Bay and Whitby and yet he took such offence at uh, that author for wanting to go back and forth between Robin Hood's Bay and Whitby, he would have thought he'd be glad for the business it's considering it's his
3: standard route, I couldn't quite understand that. But perhaps if Mr Stoker had spent more time uh, working out the structure of his novel than planning his... Hmm, Yorkshire... Uh, jollies, then uh, he'd have sold a few more copies than he has. I, for one, don't think I'll be able to reach the end. Oh, well,
2: it's not, it's not too much further. As you're saying that... Um hit the carriage, the carriage passes back round the roundabout, he's just been doing a loop, uh, before he sets back off again, getting the memento up, and he hears that last remark, and he says, uh, well, it's just not accurate, is it? I was here when the Demeter ran aground. It not a black dog that ran up the stairs, Twas a squirrel. I saw it clear <laughs> as day. And he, like, rides off into the distance.
3: I don't know what he's going on about, I always haven't got to that bit yet.
2: It's quite early on.
3: Don't remember it then. Mm. I don't read much fiction myself. I'm not a one for this gothic nonsense. This is about a giant leech who's a man who sucks up virgins' blood and eats babies. Not for me. I much prefer detective fiction. Um,
2: Is it fair to say you're having this discussion as you
3: make your way down the hill? Mm. I certainly hope so. We'll be here all day. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we will be here all day. My movement rate is three. (laughs) <laughs> God.
2: Initially, you're just passing sort of uh, the odd cottage. It's 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 a very steep hill. It's like it, you know. It,
3: yeah, I know it. I know it well.
2: Oh yeah, so do I. Um, it's sort of diagonal houses sticking out like um, teeth in a distended jaw. Uh. And um, the first the first um, thing you come to within the first five minutes is a a little bookshop in a sort of. Um, very sort of narrow house on the left-hand side of the road as you make your way down. It's the first sort of public uh, entrance or shop that you've seen since you've been there, and the doors open.
3: Wait a moment. Let let us venture into this into this bookseller's. Uh, uh, I just want to see if they've got a a Sherlock Holmes or a uh, something of that ilk. Oh, I'm glad. Cl- I'm
1: glad you asked. I'd love to pop in and see if they've got a uh, a field guide to the
2: local bird life. So you um, you make your way in. The door's very narrow. It's it's <coughs> almost like something from Harry Potter. It's like the house is so narrow and goes so far back. It's almost not a house. It's a corridor. But it's um it's filled with books inside, and there's a thick scent of uh, pipe smoke. Um, and uh, the one is very dimly lit, although it's quite sunny outside. And um, you do see a sort of a man who sort of looks like a like a little shriveled walnut sitting in the corner, uh, smoking a pipe, and sort of reading a, a tome.
3: Hello, my good man. Ah, uh, hello. We're from elsewhere.
2: I see, We're
3: looking for books. I would like a, a Sherlock Holmes or your latest detective fiction. If you can recommend something, I'd be most appreciative. Oi, there's plenty around here. Oh, let me have a
2: look. Uh, he sort of uh, has a, sort of, shuffle about, and he says, uh, got some, er... Uh, Holmes here. Yeah, yeah, that might do yeah. Um, Which one is it? Oh, it's the uh, the the Curse of the Scarlet Witch.
3: Is it a new one? I haven't heard of that one.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Written by uh, what's his name? Canon Canon Doyle. But uh, oh, we got
3: some more here on smuggling and uh, stuff like that. I'm tempted to take a do a literature check on this book to see if it's a forgery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> That's a, a narrow success.
2: Yeah, it's a forgery. It's not a real uh, Holmes book. It's certainly not Con- Conan Doyle. It's uh you get the impression this guy might have written it himself <laughs> like <laughs> got a friend with a printing press to uh put it out. Are all your books knock-offs? No. Oh no, 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 no. Um we got it's mainly history we deal in. Uh, there's lots on the local history. We got um Tales of the Smugglers, we got Tales of the Uh the the lifeboats, uh, all all that stuff. It's what, up to you, naturalist. I've no interest in lifeboats. I see.
3: Give me a book on the smugglers, and um, I'll buy your uh, knock-off Sherlock Holmes as well, in case it's any good. Excellent. All right. Something to read on the toilet, I suppose. Penny and a half,
2: and he, he bags up the uh, the knockoff Sherlock Holmes and the uh, a, a random book on smuggling.
3: I open my little my little clasp purse, count out the coins. Takes ages.
0: I think um, Carrick Muir is standing at the entrance to the shop, uh, leaning on a suitcase. Um, Is is there a manservant? Is there a manservant that Lady Helen's brought?
2: I don't think so. No. Unless I'm wrong, I mean. So this. No.
0: So this massive.
2: I think maybe her relationship with Robert led her to come on her own. Maybe through Mm. a sense of. uh, well, whatever that sense might be. Yes. I felt it best is. not to involve the help. Yes. Made her feel younger than perhaps she is.
3: Also, if I'm away and the Watts is with me, then who will look after the house? Well, quite. I'm um, so, no, it's just the three of you.
0: I suppose I was checking because I, I, I was aware that there was this large steamer trunk. And have we just left that at the top of the hill then?
2: I imagine you've left it outside the bookshop. But oh, we've brought it down here. Um, there's a sort of slight bit of flattened... Like, a slight bit of flattened uh, pavement just outside the door.
3: Why on earth would people choose to live here when it's so wretchedly inconvenient? It's like living in Muswell Hill. Excuse me. All right.
1: Uh, do, do you have a, a book of... Uh, a guide of uh,
2: lo- local wildlife, by any chance? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. not sure how long it'll be, but, yeah, we got something somewhere... And he sort of, like, flicks through and uh, finds, you a, finds you a tome and sort of hands it over, he's like, I'll be a penny. You, were uh, you in town for a, a while, then? Or are you, uh, uh I'm, I'm not sure. Do we... How long do you think we will be staying
1: here? you got any idea, Dr Henry? Uh, I've packed for a few days.
0: Um, he's got a little suitcase with him, as well as his dirty bag. I have as well.
2: Uh, yes, yeah, just a few days, I suspect. I see. Well, uh, feel free to pop back in. I, I love to chat with the uh, educated folks, and uh, you know, well, too kind. Not, not to say, not to, not to uh, be unkind to my fellow men around these parts. But uh, there's not many that's interested in literature around here. So, uh, if you if you fancy a bit of conversation, feel free to pop up for a drink and a chat. And he sort of <coughs>, coughs over his pipe and leaves you to exit assuming you do
1: yeah as uh, as we exit I'd like to say I'm I'm still uh, got this weird feeling about Dr Henry that he's just got he's being sort of weirdly unfriendly and and uh, normally I'd leave it but I'm just slightly anxious about going going to this place with crazy old Lady Marjorie and then this grumpy doctor um, so I just try once more to try and um See if I can break down his, uh, his barriers. Uh, Doctor Henry, did you say you're you're a uh, naturalist as well? Natural history, yeah, yeah that's true. Oh, I, I it's um, a hobby for me, but that, that's your field, is it?
0: It is. Um, I'm most interested in the uh, the bones in the deep. Um, I suppose here it would be. Well, the best, um, the best we've found up here is the platyplea caris. Uh It's a form of ammonite. Oh.
1: Of course, the bay itself has some fantastically assic shale. Yes, I am, um, it's obviously not my area of expertise, I, but um, Ro- Robbie has sent me uh, all, all sorts of stories about fascinating fossils and Uh, all kinds of rocks and things he's discovered in this area. It's clearly the place to be, if that's what you're into. I'm I'm more... um, I'm a country parson. I'm more concerned with the sort of thing you can find in a field or a hedgerow.
0: There's a poet, isn't there, who writes about that being like the spirit of God soaring within.
2: The bookshop was cluttered and crowded and there seemed to be nooks and crannies you picked up a couple of books, but you, you get the impression that if needs be, there might be more that you can find in that place. It seems like a sort of uh, a den of literary iniquity, the likes of which you have never seen. <laughs> and Lady Marjorie, as you uh, exit, you, you do see your, your massive steamer trunk propped up against the wall of the bookshop. And um, I think for the first time you may be taken... Just how steep the incline of the hill is going forwards.
3: Uh, oh, oh, my, my, my steamer truck! Uh, yes, we need to get that down. Um, <clears throat> is there is there uh, anyone nearby? Is there anyone around?
2: Yes, uh, there is. Yeah, in fact, as you uh, as you're sort of scanning the road, you hear a a, a sort of skipping sound. And you turn to see uh, a young boy making his way down the hill towards you. Looks quite um, giddy, or not not giddy, but um, sort of uh, seems quite uh, driven. He knows where he's going. Um, and yeah, in fact, as he approaches, he he does sort of uh, take you in as a group, and he uh, he slows down slightly, like he's uh, he's uh, witnessing something. Uh, somewhat out of the ordinary for him
3: you boy take this case down the hill would you i'm a senior citizen there's a there's a there's a guinea in it for you not a guinea there's a there's a penny in it for you if you if you if you do it quick all right yeah
2: i don't mind that at all yeah help me get down there quicker i'll see you at the bottom and he uh, he sort of um he like jumps on top of the steamer trunk and sort of begins to... He sort of uses his momentum to... He starts riding it down the road, down the middle of the street, using the uh, the metal rungs, the sort of uh, the side bits, as a, almost like uh, sledge tracks. Be
3: careful! It's full of valuable hunting equipment,
2: you yeah. reckless child! Not that quick! It'll be fine! Don't worry! I'm shaking the fist in the
3: air. Impotently.
2: <laughs> great, great. So um, he sort of slides. He disappears round a bend in the uh, the street below, and you uh, uh, you all follow on down um, at a much slower pace. It must be said, and uh, you pass the uh, the last of the uh, the narrow streets with the houses built up on either side, and uh, yeah. Um, but you've made your way down the hill and um, as you get to the bottom most of it's just these sort of vertical quite thin houses um, seem to be just local houses Um, when it sort of opens out towards the bottom you turn a corner and um, there's a couple of pubs there's uh, a couple of uh, fishmongers sort of very open front fishmongers. You can tell the, the fish are literally dragged in and sort of cut up there in the street and uh put on put on well either ice or whatever passes for it in this place. Um and uh the the main building that looks out over the bay as you sort of get a full view of the sea is um is marked the New Inn um, and it looks out over over the sea there. Um What would you like to do? I mean, from the postcard, you know that um, your friend's staying in the the Boggle Hole guesthouse. house. unless you're locals, I doubt any of you really know quite where that is. You certainly haven't passed it. Um, It's about midday now, maybe, having struggled down the hill with uh, uh, Lady Helen (laughs) in tow.
1: Can we still see the boy with the steamer trunk?
2: Yeah, he's there waiting by the docks. Ah, okay. Um, sort of tapping his foot and sort of uh, smoking a little spindle. He seems to have tried to roll up, but he doesn't seem quite confident with it. He's <laughs> um You see a fisherman sort of walk past him and give him a thick ear on the way past. And uh, uh, but there you are on the uh, on the dock side. the new inn to your left and uh, fishmongers to your right, and the sea in front of you.
0: And this, uh, can I see the cliffs as well, or do
2: you have to go further around? No, you can. You can see the cliffs to your right. I mean, the tide's out, so it's, it's sort of mud, slime, uh, a mess of sort of chains and ropes and sort of sort of slightly a kilter little fishing vessels. Uh, sort of a couple of fishermen dotted about, you know, doing their lines. But um, other than that... Doing lines? They're on a heavy one. <laughs> they're loving it.
1: I would like to gaze out to sea, um, and you know, just see, look at the look at the seabirds circling over sea. Just have a moment, breathe in the
2: sea air. Fucking hell! I hope you don't fumble. (laughs) Were you going to make me Uh, roll something? No, no, I'm not. Um, Yeah, no, you just you, you get an immense sense of calm from the place. Even the fishermen that are there, sort of tying their lines and stuff, they're not, you know, being overly. It just seems like a picture postcard place. Chilly, though, I imagine. Chilly, for sure. You know, there's not that many people out on the streets. Uh, The only place that seems to have much uh, in the way of um, people bustling is uh, a couple of people leaving and entering the the new inn. There you are. You, boy. With a
3: steamer. Aye. Where's the boggle... What's it called, the boggle hole inn? Buckle all ends that... over the over that hill.
1: Over another hill. <laughs> mm.
2: You wouldn't be
0: dragging this with you. Is it possible to hire a hire a man to drive our, our items over?
2: I don't know. There's plenty of men you could probably hire for anything. I'm just a I'm just a nine year old. <laughs> well, well there's a penny in it, there's a
0: penny in it for you if you make our life life oh, less difficult.
1: How about this for an idea? Might might we um might we go and take some refreshment in the the new inn there and uh, perhaps you boy could uh run I, along and find us find us someone who could who
3: could take us in our bags over the hill. I I didn't quite Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, well, I have another suggestion. Young boy, 9-year-old oh, wow. yes. boy what, how, how, how rude is this boggle hole inn? Is it more salubrious or or less desirable than the new inn?
1: She's asking if it's a, a, a clean sort of place or if it's quite rough and ready.
3: Is oh, it better uh, or worse than the new inn here?
2: I don't know. I've not been
3: in there. Oh, you wretched boy. Why don't you run along to the Boggle Hole Inn and ask our associate, <laughs> Mr... What's
2: That's all right, love. I'm not going down Boggle Hole Inn. I'll ask Sally in there if she'll find a bloke for you. All right. And he, Why aren't you going down the Boggle
3: You'll come back here, boy. I haven't finished speaking <laughs> to you. <laughs>
2: That's all right. He, he evades your, your grip and sort of runs into the new inn.
3: I go clattering after him on my two sticks <laughs> like some giant spider. spider.
2: And, and, <laughs> and the whole scene goes
0: into a sort of sepia brown slow motion like an ITV <laughs> montage from yeah. the Sherlock Holmes stories
2: mm-hmm. uh, and actually so shares way. Richard III merges yeah. into Maria Margulies
3: yeah <laughs> except it's more like it's more like, the, it's more like the end of an episode of Black uh, Out of uh, Blackadder the, the, the Third <laughs> no that's a mash up so the kid runs into the bar,
2: leaving your steamer trunk at the, the foot of the steps. Um, are you all following? I suppose
1: McCutcheon's already doing something else. I think he's uh, no, no. I was. Uh, I I think that's a, that's not a bad idea. That's a, that's a that's a good idea, Lady Marjorie. I think perhaps rather than us traipse over there, if this if this uh, establishment looks like the sort of place where you'd be happy to lay your head for a couple of nights,
2: then maybe we we ask uh, Robbie to come to us. I think you're, you're saying that as you sort of drift out of your sea-bound reverie and you realise that um, Lady Helen's already halfway up the stairs chasing this boy. Um, and you sort of go, oh, and uh, you have to catch up slightly for the first time. But um, as, as you make your way in, unless any of you are staying outside... Sorry.
0: As you move away, I, I say, oh, do it, think. Well what does it actually say and I and I for the first time ever it's loud uh, and and I get I flourish my postcard again and I get it out and I start actually reading it aloud <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. with particular emphasis on on the fact that we're supposed to be meeting him there which mm. I feel is very
2: specific um it does indeed I um, mean, you could do me a roll of some sort. Um, what what, I what think, are you trying I think to he, glean I think from he, it?
0: He goes straight to, "I'm staying at the Boggle Hall Guesthouse. Await mm. your speedy arrival." I say, and it's it's to McCutcheon. It's not to her. She's out of earshot. I'm sure mm. he, she might she might hear
1: it. I'm now sort of torn between, you know, psychologically and physically between these two figures. One is running into the inn and one is mm. standing there. And
2: what you what um, you know, Bob. Um, I mean, he's flighty at the best of times, so asking other people to be speedy is not something he'd usually dare do. So you get the impression there was an urgency with which he wrote this.
1: L- Listen, Doctor, I... I I'm, I'm with you, I, I understand. I, I feel that the postcard is clear, uh, but it's going to be difficult for Lady Marjorie and not to mention her trunk... To make it all the way over the hill to the Boggle House Inn. I thought her name was Helen. Oh no! I I suggest you don't call her Helen. I don't know how you came about that name. (laughs) You must have seen it on her steamer trunk. She never uses that in public.
2: At at which point in your conversation we cut back inside, and um, Marjorie, Lady Helen, you you burst through the sort of uh, the doors and (laughs) into the sort of main area of the pub, which overlooks the bay, and you see the little kids sort of. uh, up by the bar, talking to a sort of red-haired, quite um, burly-looking barmaid.
3: Um, I walk right up behind him and clip him round the head.
2: Great, yeah. and he says, uh, All
3: right, missus, fucking hell. I clip him again. Oh, Jesus. The first was um, for uh, your impudence <laughs> and the second was for your foul language.
2: And the uh, the, the barmaid says... Uh, now, now, he, er... Uh, he's not bad, young Samuel. I know he can be a bit cheeky. Can I do out for you?
3: If he's the best of you, I would doubt it. But anyway, what? Um, are you the proprietress?
2: <laughs> don't think you'd ever been called the best of us, but uh, I am indeed, yes, I'm the landlady.
3: Right. Well, good. I need to, I need to speak to you. Um, I need to know, first of all, if your establishment is superior to the Boggle House Inn. Or guest house or whatever it's called.
2: Ah, well uh huh, I wouldn't be a very good businesswoman if I said it weren't, but um Aye, they're they're good folks up there.
3: This young man said he wouldn't go in here but in there, but he has no no comp- comp- compunctions or qualms with coming in here immediately and, and standing up at the bar.
2: Aye uh, well, what what you're after him doing, carrying your bags up there. He's but nine. I'll get one of the locals to do it. It's up a rough hill, you know. Um, well,
3: this is exactly my concern. Would it be better for me to stay here, uh, to check in here, and then go up there?
2: Whether or not it would, it's out of the question. I'm afraid we're booked up. Booked up? Aye.
3: With whom?
2: Ah, oh, guests. What guests? We have load down for the fishing. We have plenty of halibut down here around January, February time. It's the best time for them. They come down from the Norwegian, uh I don't know, I'm not a fisherwoman. Hmm. The Boggle House, they should call it the Mind Boggles. Well, uh, you can call it whatever you want. It's not my establishment. Um, Jack! And you see a couple of old coves by the, uh the fireside across the way, and one of them gets up and he says, uh Hi. This, uh, this woman wants her bags taken up to, uh Boggle Old Guest House.
3: Woman, this lady...
2: <laughs> oh, of course, lady, I forgot. And um, he goes, ah, uh, right, I can do that for you.
3: Jolly good, very fine.
2: Wanders over. He looks uh, very sort of swarthy, sort of ruggedly handsome, mm. late 20s, clearly
3: handsy. Handy, not handsy. <laughs> 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 Young man, please, let go. Um, what do you do for employment around here, young man? She
2: talking to me? <laughs> I guess I do what anyone does around here for employment. I'm a fisherman, what do I look like? A pirate? A librarian? All right, you want this bag taken up there, do you? <laughs> Post-haste?
3: <laughs>
2: he, uh, he, uh, he shoulders it. He's pretty brawly and
3: he, he marches out. Bugle all guest house. Be careful with that one. It's got a Lee Enfield in it.
2: He uh, pauses for a second and looks back at you like he's not sure if you're joking or not and then sort of uh, laughs regardless and carries on. What's so funny about Lee Enfield? The nine-year-old next to you says, I don't know,
3: I'm just nine. I clip him round the ear again. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Fucking hell! Don't Uh, speak unless you're spoken to. to (laughs) uh,
2: Cuts back out to Reverend Peregrine and uh, Dr Henry. Um, As you see this burly sort of fisherman type sort of march out with the uh, the bag over his shoulder
3: and disappear in the side streets like I'm clicking behind on my two sticks <laughs> uh, it, it appears the decision has been taken out of our hands it quite has, unfortunately the proprietress has filled the place with fishermen and seamen, um, <laughs> uh, so we'll have to go to the boggle house
2: that's Sally for you, says the nine year old next to you, clip him again the clip his ear again <laughs> Don't speak ill of your betters. (laughs) Do you know where you're
1: going? I I think we follow follow the man carrying the bag. We're following him. He's
3: sort of disappeared. He's disappeared already. Disappeared amongst the houses. You boy, lead us to the bog house, whatever it's called. I already told you I wouldn't do that.
2: It's up on there, on the hill. Do you mean walk that way? Follow the cliff. Why won't you? (laughs) It's ages away. I'm going to play marbles
3: with Derek. (laughs) Marbles with Derek. Marbles with Derek can wait. You need to help a senior citizen.
2: <laughs> Marbles with Derek is the best new Mike Lee play I've seen in years. <laughs> um, he says, uh, anyway, I'm off. Follow the cliff. Keep the seat to your left. You'll find it.
3: Don't patronise me, you scoundrel. So it's, it's south of
1: the bay. It is indeed. So, um, well, I my suggestion that we grab some refreshment in this inn. I, I believe it's more important we chase Lady Marjorie's trunk, which appears to be disappearing up those side streets. Well, I, I, I mean, think we pro-
0: we probably have to. I don't know what kind of topor we fell into while we were standing here on these steps in this rather dramatic conversation we were having, but it, clearly it lasted a very long time and we should follow,
2: <laughs> we should follow
0: this path I mean, down.
2: It's up to you. I think, Lady Marjorie, you got the impression that... Uh, you didn't get the impression this guy was a thief. I mean, for a start, she named him as she called him over um, and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't imagine you might be annoyed, but you're certainly not worried about your possessions mm. just yet. Um, so if you do want to grab some food to walk with or something like that, I mean, there's fishmongers about. There's the new inn, which only one of you. The- get a fish,
3: fish and chips.
1: Well, quite. Maybe we could get a a, a mackerel bap on the way. <laughs>
0: I feel sure they'll have something, they'll have something, I mean, Robert will have something, or or they'll be able to call something up there. It's a guest house, after all. That's true, it's still early. It's it's only just
1: midday.
3: Who's that man over there? Looks sort of... Latin, and he's selling these sort of roll tacos.
0: Oh, Do worry about that. Zonkeys are very popular up here. A zonkey
3: bap. Well, they've been trapped down here for so long, the horses that they've bred with the, the zebras, the native zebras. <laughs> <laughs> so the
1: Hole Guest House. The Boglehole Guest House. Presumably they have food and drink, don't they? Presumably. Well, it's a guest house, right? It's a guest house. Yeah, it's not an inn. They'd be able
0: to call something in, and, and, if, and if they, look, if they don't, I'll come back down
1: here. I'm perfectly capable of doing the war five times one five one times one over. Absolutely one of us could do that. All right, let's, uh, let's follow the directions, keep the sea on our left,
3: uh, over that hill. Do, do you require any help, Lady Marjorie? No, not at all, she says, <laughs> slipping her hand uh, over your arm <laughs> and, and putting all of her weight onto you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> as, you, as you make your way, you, you follow initially the path you saw uh, Jack, the um the fisherman, take. Uh, and I mean, it's a very narrow, it's very labyrinthine, this place. It's very narrow, tiny little alleyways between vertical buildings, like three, four storeys tall, but with not much width. But you follow down this alleyway and you take a couple of turns, you turn around at a cul-de-sac, and eventually you find your way, you see what's clearly a style, and you go over the style and you're almost instantly surrounded in a uh, woodland. And you're, you're heading downwards, muddy ground, um, sort of quite, a uh, s- lot of suction on the old boots, you know. Um, and uh, eventually uh, you sort of hit the bottom of that valley and you start coming up again and gradually the trees drop away and the sea opens out on your left, the moors open out on your right and um, the sort of yellowing brown gorse uh, is present once again and you can see something up at the top of the hill, looks like a building of sorts Um, you assume you're on the right path if any of you are looking around at the moors are any of you? Uh, I think I'm I'm almost certainly
1: always looking um, for wildlife
2: yeah so, um, give me a little spot hidden, maybe.
1: Might be might be hares in this sort of... Uh, you never know. Moorland. I don't know. I genuinely don't fucking... That, yeah. uh,
2: that is a regular success in my spot hidden. So, you, you see a hare darting away from you oh. and sort of zigzagging out across the moor. Mm. Um, and um, it passes a person standing in the field as it goes... Wasn't bothered by them. Um, quite a lopsided-looking person. You you realise oh, pretty quickly. Again, must be one of these. Uh, must be one of these scarecrows. These odd scarecrows you saw on your way into the town. But just it, in it's the moor. Just on the moor, which is odd because obviously, what's being protected there. But um, it's a bit far away to see in any detail. But it. Again, it just looks. It looks very similar to the silhouettes you saw before, slightly closer. And as you make your way up the hill, you um, you see this house rears into view, and it's um, it's almost like half a house. It's odd. It, it's it's too tall for its width, and it's the only house up there, um, alone on the bluff. Um, it looks as if it looks almost as if half of it's missing. As if you know, for its height, it should have. Uh, <laughs> a bit more uh bit more of a ballast, as it were um it looks almost teetering, but um then, as you sort of come up onto level ground at the top of the hill, you know it it's you know it's clearly a solid a solid structure um there's a little walled off garden behind it, and out to the left, as you approach, there's something a little shape out between the front of the guest house and the cliff um You're not sure what it might be. It looks almost like a trig point, but obviously that's a bit close to the coast for a trig point, but it's something along those lines. Maybe a marker of sorts. Um, And you uh, make your way to the front of the house. And uh, it looks somewhat more crooked and tall as it rears into view. And as you approach, the... uh, the postcard's message rings in your mind again, at uh, this time in Robert's voice, however it is you remember it to be, uh, almost as if he's trying to convey something that you've forgotten. Dearest friend, I hope you will forgive me the eon of time since we last spoke. I am terrible with these things as you know. Fear not as we shall soon have the pleasure of meeting face-to-face once again. (laughs) Your expertise will also be a huge boon, as I believe I have uncovered something of immense import.
3: Friend of mine, you will simply die when you hear and see, but no more for now. Is there any chance you can meet me in Robin Hood's Bay at your earliest convenience? In all truth, this is something that you must see for yourself, and I need your expert eyes to ensure mine are not fooling me. Danger of exaggeration?
2: Moi? (laughs) I'm staying at the Boggle Hall guesthouse. I await your speedy arrival. You will thank me, I promise. Robert Thompson. And as you walk on, the shape that uh, might be a trig point draws your eyes again. And uh, uh, while you're looking over at it, I think uh, more than one of you might feel a shiver down your spine like someone has walked over your grave. You think of the the hair that had just scampered through your legs and and then the scarecrow that you passed on the way up. It would probably now be obscured by the brow of the hill, but for some reason you don't fully understand, you don't want to look back towards it. Just in case. And as you trudge on, the uh, the Boggle Hole Guesthouse looms up in front of you, and you uh, you prepare yourself to see your old friend, friend of mine. You will simply die.